Welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Today, we're kicking off another one of our brilliant mini series. I absolutely love our four-part specials. It's always an honor to be invited behind the scenes of some of the industry's biggest names to take a closer look at what they're about and pick their brains on the challenges and trends that are unfolding in supply chain right now. Our latest mini-series is in partnership with Apex Logistics. Over the next four episodes, our Delivering Apex series is going to take a closer look at Apex. Their commitment to the community, to the environment, and all of the amazing people that are helping to make an impact across the globe. Today, in episode one, Being the Change, we'll be focusing on quality service and giving back. Why it's so important and the different programs Apex are involved in to truly help make the world a better place. So welcome to the show, Amy and Holly. Thanks, Sarah. Good to be here. Hi. Excited to be here today. And I am excited to have you both here today. So why don't we get started by you telling us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us who you are, what you do, and what is the one thing that would surprise people about creating change or sustainability in logistics? Holly, let's start with you. Yeah. So uh, again, thanks for having me on the uh, on this. Really excited to be here. Um, my name is Holly Qualman. I am... Um, the Vice President of Marketing and Client Solutions at Apex Logistics. I have been here for just over a year. Um, I head up the commercial um, strategy and execution for the company. And um, within that, uh, within those parameters, I've also um, designed and deployed um, our corporate social responsibility program, which a lot of this conversation is going to be about. Um, and, um, really, I guess, taken a level of marketing, um, within our industry, which is, um, as you know, many people in our industry know, um, have, has been slow to adopt marketing. Um, uh, and both Amy and I have, you know, worked very diligently throughout 2020, uh, to take it to, um, a new level. And I, I'm, I'm seeing, uh, some amazing things happening as a result. And so um, I'll leave the rest for the rest of the conversation, but uh, that's my intro. I love that. And welcome, Holly. Now over to Amy. Tell us who you are, what you do, and what is the one thing that would surprise people about creating change or sustainability in logistics? All right. Hi. Thanks again for having us today. Uh, my name is Amy Froze. I am the Corporate Growth Marketer at Apex Logistics. Uh, my primary focus as a growth marketer is to support product development and sales strategies uh, in order for us to ultimately meet our company growth objectives. Um, so I started July of last year, um, and I, I love it so far. It's been a whirlwind, but I, I really love logistics. I'm brand new to logistics, um, but it's been, it's been great. Um, so when it comes to creating change in sustainability, especially with logistics, um, I think what what would surprise people to know is really the amount of work and research and collaboration that goes into it. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so everyone like really needs to be aligned um, within the company and really have that passion to want to see um, a positive change. So I would say that's pretty much the, the main 
thing that might surprise people. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, before we get into this really cool discussion around making an impact and change, can you tell us really briefly who Apex is and what you guys do um, over at Apex Logistics? Holly, do you want to answer this one? Yeah. Um, I think a better question is, what don't we do? We <laughs> we are, um, you know, I could I could give you the, the canned phrase of we're a global logistics provider and we you know we move freight, but really, we are a um, we're a company that has um, and and I do say this with pun intended, but we deliver passion and that is our mantra, that is our slogan, and that is truly who we are, um, and that's in every um, every employee. Um, from our C-suite to the president, to the desk agent, um, to our warehouse um, team, everybody that works in this company has, um, it's almost like drinking the juice, right? And so our, um, who we are is truly a company that wants to um, serve the customer. And so that, that goes beyond just moving freight. That is making sure that we give the visibility to the customer that they need. And, um, you know, as we've, as we are, are evolving our corporate social responsibility program, we're not only now meeting, meeting the, you know, growing needs of our, um, customer base in their, you know, needs to, um, approach those same objectives, but also the internal, our internal customers, our, our employees who have these same desires. Um, and so, I mean, I, that is, it, it sounds like a lofty, you know, description, but the reality is, is, um, you know, we are a passion-based organization that um, moves freight and provides um, visibility. And, and that's, that's that. I love it. I love it. And I think that that was, you know, a really great introduction for not only this mini series, but to get a glimpse into who Apex Logistics really is. And, you know, the pandemic has really highlighted the difference between the companies that are committed to the greater good and those that aren't. And it's the ones that are committed to helping the community, you know, helping other businesses, working together to become more robust, that are the ones that are going to not just survive the crisis, but truly, truly thrive. So do you find that people are now more consciously seeking out ethical, responsible corporate partners? Um, I'll, yeah, I'll take this one. So absolutely. Uh, at least from a B2C perspective, uh, we are definitely seeing uh, more people seek out sustainable and what you would call, you know, green brands and products. Uh, I actually read an article the other day, uh, and it said it showed that about 70% of consumers in the US and Canada uh, think that it's important that companies are sustainable and eco-friendly. And I thought that wow. really kind of summed it up. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing I'll, information. I'll add to that, that it's, you, you, we could all look at this, this whole going green, right. And becoming more socially, socially responsible from this, from a, you know, I, I'm in marketing, so it, it's almost, um, it's almost kind of funny that I say this, but you, I mean, you, you look at it, you could look at it from a, we're doing this to fill a need. And that's, you know, we're, we're doing this to just check that box, but there truly is a difference. And customers know this between a company that actually lives and breathes and believes in it and companies that are just doing it to check a box. 
And we are 100% the former. I love that. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because a lot of times when we're talking about sustainability, we do sort of ask that question or have that in the back of our minds. Are people just checking boxes or are we actually making an impact and doing something about it? And, you know, COVID has obviously been the big challenge, right? That has had us all on the back foot this past year. And it's tested our relationships with suppliers to the max. But companies like Apex have really grasped that opportunity. Um, If you'd like to to prove their commitment to going the extra mile. Is it right that you flew several billion pieces of PPE during the height of the crisis? I mean, that's pretty incredible. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take this one. And the answer is yes. So, uh, you know, Amy joined us uh, in the middle of, uh, of, middle of the pandemic. Um, but uh, Apex was really, we were, in the fight against COVID, even before it it became a a major issue in the United States and in North America, um, we were the only company that was um, authorized to support in moving PPE um, out to the original um, center point, um, which was you know when when it first broke out and that was in Wuhan. Um, and so we were really, we were really tasked with and, um, had a responsibility in trying to contain the virus there while it was there. And that, you know, a virus is a virus, unfortunately, and, and they do spread, uh, and they, you know, they, but we did what we, what, you know, any company in, in our shoes were, we, we were asked to, to, to do this and we stepped up to that charge and, um, since then, uh, and then that was, gosh, that was in January. So this was again before we were. It was really, you know, had really moved onto a global level. Um, and then as the virus started moving into different regions and different countries, you know, we pivoted um, with each of those different needs uh, to be able to provide globally. So by the time, um, you know, we were in Q three and Q four of 2020. Yes, we had moved billions upon billions of pieces, and quite a lot of that was imported right into the U.S. and into North America. Um, and we we were because of our strong air freight network, um, charter air freight network, especially in the downed. Um, I wouldn't say downed, but you know, a lot of the passenger airlines were halted. Um, there were there was um, the debacle with the air, the steamship lines, right? That weren't that weren't um, moving at the time either. So we really we really took our core competency, which is charter um, air freight, and um, put that towards a greater good. And that's not just saying that you know we're we were moving freight or moving PPE, and you know it was for our benefit. We were really we we donated a lot of flights. We donated a lot of pieces of PPE. This is. This was certainly a um, philanthropic effort um, from the the side of Apex. I'm very proud to work for this company. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you shared that story because I think, you know, in 2020, we heard a lot around the the word supply chain. We heard a lot around the word logistics. And a lot of that was around, you know, the empty shelves when we originally started of of the toilet paper. 
But what we didn't really hear a lot about was, or enough about maybe, um, is the efforts of companies like Apex that really were behind, you know, bringing life-saving products to the U.S., to Canada, to China, I mean, all over the world to make sure that we kept the frontline workers safe and and to help really protect everyone. And I'm so glad that you shared that story because obviously today we're talking about impact and how do you make a change? And a lot of people ask, well, how do we do that? And it just goes to show that you get into the fight and you figure out what your core competency is, you figure out what value that you can provide and you do it. Um, so the another one that I want to point out is that, you know, as I understand it, you support Habitat for Humanity. This one is close to my heart because um, I was heavily involved with Habitat for Humanity for a couple of years, and it's an amazing organization. And I think, you know, not enough of us really know that these are these are some of the organizations that we can we can partner with and we can be a part of. And I think Habitat for Humanity, if if people don't know, also provides team building around the philanthropic that you're doing as well. So tell us about that partnership and how are you supporting the the global nonprofit? Yeah, so currently we have a partnership with Habitat for Humanity in greater Los Angeles. Uh, we do plan on expanding this to a national and then you know global level down the road uh, once we continue to build this, this partnership. Our, our relationship with Habitat LA is really unique in the sense that we actually kind of created the concept together. Um, so we were on a call and we kind of figured out a way to collaborate and uh, figured out the best way to kind of unite forces uh, to build homes in greater LA. And I think, Holly, if you want to kind of expand further on the logistics side of, of what we do for them. Yeah, you know, I'm, this is this is kind of funny. I was just watching a movie with my four-year-old. The uh, I've actually watched it probably twenty times in the last three days, just because that's what children do. Um, but it was robots, and in in you know in that movie, it, it kept saying, um, uh, "Find a need and fill a need," and it that you know that yes. rings to me. Okay, um, and that is exactly what we did, um, and actually. I reached out to Habitat before the pandemic started um, when I first joined the company and in December of 20, of 2019, 20, or yeah, that'll January, be 2019. Jan, Jan, January of actually, I think it was January of 2020, but 2020 sure feels like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a whirlwind of, of uh, different events, but um, I reached out to them and we had originally planned to, um, to, be at a global level with them at a national and global level originally. So I, we were going to be sponsoring, um, or work with them as a sponsor. Um, and then of course the COVID hit and everything went on pause, hiatus, in, including that. Um, and so throughout the year, I, of course I didn't, I didn't lose sight of my vision to work with them. But the question was how, right? How do we engage now? Because they are a company that you, or, or I'm sorry, they are a nonprofit organization in which a lot of their, um, what they do and what sponsors do is they get their hands dirty. They go in and they work together as a team. It's a team building thing. And so I said, okay, well, how do we do this now? It's, we can't really go on site anymore because we can't do gatherings. Um, and so 
through, uh, after Amy came on board, we re-engaged with them. And I really thought about this. And together, all of us brainstormed this concept. I said, you know, why don't we do what we do best? And let's move your freight. Let, let, I mean, you guys are moving stuff all the time to your builds, right? You guys are, you guys have to have um, and to their stores, to their uh, restores. I don't know if any of you have been there, but those are great stores. I absolutely love them. Um, and they said, actually, that that is a, it, that was a point of pain for them was moving stuff around. And, and they've been having to kind of deal with um, what they've, what their internal structure, um, transportation structure was and their existing structure at the time, which just wasn't working out for them. And so through that, we just evolved into this unique partnership. So we are the first company that is actually partnered with Habitat in such a way that we're, that we're moving their freight for them. Um, and that is not, you know, it, it is a donation. So it's a donation base. So we're providing this, um, um, this filling a need, if yeah. you will. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you just gave me goosebumps. And I think, you know, as we can get back to in person, um, I'm pretty sure we're going to see you guys on job sites as well. I, I'm, I have no doubt about that. And I've, I've done that before with my teens and it's just an amazing, amazing experience because you're building a house for somebody that, that needs it. But I also know from a logistics standpoint that that is something that they absolutely need help with as well. And, you know, it, it's great to see how, you know, you wanted to work with them. Things changed, but you did, you kept your eye on what it is and the impact that you wanted to make and how you wanted to work with them. And then you got together and you figured, figured it out. And I think that's a testament to not only the people at Apex, Apex as a company, and it really goes to show that everyone can do this, right? There's a, there's a way to be able to do this. And I say this all the time. We as supply chain professionals and logistics professionals have so much up in our brains that we can offer to nonprofit organizations, right? And so you were able to step in and handle the logistics, but what you were also able to do is help them plan better, help them figure out what their transportation needs to look like and how you do certain things. And I think as supply chain professionals or organizations, if that's where you can help right now, I think that that's a really easy way that you can provide a huge impact to a lot of nonprofits wherever you sit. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. So we're um, going to pivot a little bit to environmental awareness, because obviously this is a huge hot topic that a lot of people are talking about. Logistics obviously has a big impact on the environment between ships, planes, trucks, uh, manufacturing. You know, we're not the environment's most best friend, but trade, import and export, especially international, is extremely important to us. And whether that's moving food or vaccines, like in the case of, of COVID or PPE, is it our responsibility then as an industry to really take charge, you know, to innovate new solutions and own a commitment to sustainability to minimize that environmental impact? What do you think about that? Yeah, I'll start this one out. It's a really good question. Um, is it our responsibility to take charge, right? Um, which would, you know, really equate to to lead the lead the way. And I would say being that we are facilitating, we, you know, our not just our organization, but our industry is really facilitating the movement of, of uh, global commerce, right? That with that comes 
a significant amount of responsibility. And, um, you know, how that, how you out play that out is the question. So, you know, three PLs that like non-asset based companies, right. It's a little bit more challenging because we, you don't, you know, you don't own the uh, airplanes and you don't own the trucks and you don't own the steamship lines. And so how do you, you know, how do you provide value there and really charge and lead the way? Um, the answer to that, in my opinion, is making sure that you work very closely with um, organizations that do exist, that are out there, that can provide support in helping you as your as an organization, your organization, um, provide what your customers need in terms of you know visibility, um, working with your uh, service providers in making sure that they're being compliant, and those service providers are those asset owning companies, right? So, hey, you know what? If we have a strategy in place, which is exactly what we're doing right now, I'm putting this, this um, you know, major strategy together, then we extend those, um, you know, certain requirements then onto our service providers and we make sure that we keep them in with um, um, our service provider selection, you know, within a, um, parameter, a set of parameters that we have that, that is acceptable to not only us, but our customers and to the environment. Um, and so that's, that's where I would say that we can, that we, we can lead, but the answer, the short answer to, is it our responsibility is a hundred percent? Yes, it, it is. You know, we are, um, we're the leaders and not we as a company, but we in our industry, um, are the leaders in a, one of the world's largest, if not the largest, um, industry. And that is international commerce and, you know, domestic commerce. And so what is it that they said? I'm going to, I'm going to be like the movie quoter, um, you know, with uh, a lot of, a lot of power comes a lot of responsibility. And so, yeah, the answer is yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so let's talk about how we can practically make some change. I mean, you were talking about the three PLs that are asset light. Um, I know when, when we were asset light, it was really about being intentional. It was about being mindful, right? So in those scenarios, you can, you can control the lighting, right? So you can put some parameters in place around the lighting in your warehouse, um, so that not all of the lights are on all of the time and the lights are only on in particular se uh, sections. You can take a look at upstream, um, and the partnerships that you have and who you're working with, but what other, you know, practical ways can, can we make change and can we, can we make an impact on the environmental and sustainability side? Um, so yeah, to kind of, to kind of start it off, I think that there are so many ways that we can individually, um, work to contribute, you know, to make the world a, a more sustainable place, whether it's recycling, um, whether it's, you know, walking or riding your bike to commute, uh, to work versus, you know, driving, um, on a, on a company level, on a, on a business level, we are actually working closely with BSR, uh, Business for Social Responsibility. And we have a very, very detailed, comprehensive plan of attack to kind of work uh, as an organization to, to do things such as offsetting carbon emissions. Um, that's one of, one of the big things that, that we actually learned about uh, this year working with them. And uh, they're, they're really uh, sh kind of, uh, shedding a lot of light on all of the the opportunities that we can we can take 
uh, as a freight forwarding company to kind of contribute uh, back to the environment. Uh, and it, Holly, if you want to expand on our our partnership with BSR and um, yeah. Well, and I think before Holly gets started, I, I also want to touch on TerraCycle too. So if you can touch on both for me, Holly, I think that those are both really important partnerships. Yeah, I sure will. So we are, um, I'll, I'll start with the TerraCycle one just to answer that question there um, or to approach that one first. So we are looking right now at partnering with TerraCycle, our, our, our in com- communication with, uh, to be the first uh, the first company um, to really the first entity at all to be able to provide um, recycling of PPE. Um, one of the great things about TerraCycle um, is that they spend an enormous amount of time in research and development in being able to finding ways to be able to recycle items that aren't normally recyclable. And I can only imagine the amount of wasted PPE that occurred in 2020 and is still occurring in 2021. Um, and you know, the question is, is that going to go away with you know the onset of vaccines and stuff like that? So that's always a, a question that's there. But the fact is, I think that there's always going forward, we will have learned a lesson from our experiences in 2020 uh, and through this pandemic that, yep. PPE is important. And if you don't have enough of it, you're going to need to get it. And um, the question I think that not a lot of people have answered is, what do you do with it after? Uh, you know, are we just going to send it to landfills? We don't want to do that. So um, we can actually support, uh, through this program, we can actually support um, companies' um, recycling goals themselves. Uh, and even individuals, right, can, can contribute as well um, to providing or packaging up and boxing up their used gloves and their masks and, you know, even some more complex items and, um, and then, you know, we'll transport it and, and recycle it, um, with that partnership with TerraCycle. And uh, I love that. Thanks for sharing that because I think that's a really important one. And, and I want, you know, everybody to go and take a look at what TerraCycle is doing because there are some things that you do in the office every day or now maybe even at home that you wouldn't even consider that could be reused or recycled. And um, they're the ones that are going to be able to help you to do that. And that's just, you know, a way personally and professionally that we can make a difference and make an impact. Absolutely. So I'll uh, I'll approach quickly, and I, I won't take too long here. I promise. Um, on you know the our relationship with with um, our partnership with uh, Business for uh, for Social Responsibility BSR. Um, this is a it's a nonprofit organization and phenomenal. We're also a member of their uh, subset, um, um, the uh, Sustainable Air Freight Alliance, and um, you know we really we we really discovered these, um, this organization and subset of organizations, um, just in this last, in the last year. And it's been an incredible, um, an, an incredible support for us in our involvement and development of our corporate social responsibility program in whole. Um, they have, uh, they provide a, you know, an incredible amount of resources and, um, data information and, and really, uh, help, whether it's on a small scale or a full scale, um, 
if, if for any organization, and, and I'm, I swear I'm not a spokesperson for them, even though I might sound like one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they really, they really truly take a, you know, this kind of like lofty um, concept of, of environment and what do we do? How do, how do we help, especially in a 3PL where there's not a lot, you know, you, that we necessarily know that we can help other than the, the, if you will, standard CO2 emissions concept. Um, and they, they really support in taking for instance, in our, uh, company, they're really taking what our company goals are, um, not just, you know, in giving back, um, and being, um, environmentally friendly, but also what are our company goals in general? And they're, you know, blending these things together to say, this is, this is a key strategy. This is the, the key strategy, um, and areas of focus that's going to not maximize benefit, not just for your customers and not just for the company, but also for the environment as well. And so that is, you know, it's, it's like that trifecta that they really help to, to bring that all together for us. Awesome. I'm going to get you to send me that link and we can share that with the audience so that they can um, look to partner with them as well. I think the other thing that we need to talk about is, you know, I'm an individual in a corporation and I really want to make an impact, but maybe the company isn't really talking about things or or you don't know if they are and, and you want to be able to make some change within your organization. And, you know, but how do we do that? How do we start by influencing our peers and help to encourage more widespread industry change? Because, you know, there's no doubt that this is just the beginning of the journey and we have a long way to go. Um, we've spent a lot of time getting here and, and so we've got a long way to go. And, and we can only ensure, you know, the success and survival of the industry if we all work together and have at least some shared goals. Would you agree with that? And how can we come together? How can we do it? Or how can we as individuals make that kind of impact? That's a great question. And I, I totally agree. Um, I think first step is really spreading awareness and kind of sharing ideas. Um, something that we started doing, uh, I think it was late last year, is uh, the marketing team. So Holly and I, uh, we have been uh, sending out emails, kind of showcasing different things that you know individuals can do to um, kind of be more sustainable and eco-friendly. Um, so I think just kind of spreading the knowledge out there is really, really helpful and, and just keeping, um, keeping the awareness, uh, around sustainability. Yeah. And I think um, like just jumping on what you said is talking to others, listening to conversations like this, finding out what other companies are doing, what resources are out there. There are a number of companies, and we've only listed a few today, of partnerships that you can curate to make sure that, you know, as a team and as a company, you're making a difference. Like The other one that I was involved in um, when I was in charge of, of things like that a few years ago is uh, tree planting. And so we, as a team in our local communities, um, they had a tree planting program. And so we would work with the city that our company was a part of and as a team, and maybe not now because of COVID, and maybe the companies look at it in a different light where you send individuals on days to go and, and plant trees, because I'm sure they've had to pivot and there, there's days that you can join. But that way you're networking 
You know, you're getting out there, you're planting a tree, which is making a difference to the environment. It's making a difference to our industry. And maybe it's even offsetting some of the stuff that you're doing as a company, right? Because that's the other thing is you don't have to change everything that you're doing potentially, right? It's just being about mm-hmm. intentional and helping to offset some of the carbon footprint and and other things that, that you're doing to maybe contribute to what's happening in the environment. And so a lot of things to think about. I'm just glad that there's resources like this. I'm glad that there's companies like Apex and, and like what you, Holly, and you, Amy, are doing within the company to really push initiatives like this forward and to talk about it, to come out and talk about what you're doing. I think it's so, so important. So I want to wrap this up by asking you to paint us a picture. What's on Apex's agenda for the next year? What projects are coming up? What changes are happening? What does 2021 hold for you um, in as far as, you know, making an impact in the industry and in, on, in, in the world, I, I want to put? So um, kind of to, to start it off, we definitely want to expand our CSR committee at Apex, um, our committee and our initiatives. Uh, We hope to continue working with more companies that share our mission uh, in regards to sustainability and corporate social responsibility. Um, And then we talked about it uh, earlier, but getting out and volunteering, hopefully when COVID, you know, gets under control. Uh, Those are some of our, I would say, at least from my perspective, some of our main um, goals for 2021 and Holly can expand further. Yeah. So um, I have, this is a topic very near and dear to my heart, right? I have, if, if I could, you know, go out there and, and single-handedly save the world, I would, I would probably try to do that. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, this is within our organization. Like I said, this is something that is truly in our blood. It is p- part of um, who we are and what we do. It's our core, um, and it's part of our core values. And because of that, you know, everything, every step that we, that we take is going to be, is well thought out and, um, um, discussed among our most senior leaders. Uh, we've entitled our, um, corporate social responsibility program as apex cares. And I really think that that, that resonates to what it is that it, that we do because it, that's absolutely the truth. So, what are our next steps in 2021? I mean, we, Amy said that we're, that we're expanding, you know, our program itself and more, more formalizing it. Yes. Um, and I'll, I'll go a step further into that and say that I've been really inspired with what we've done and what we're doing, um, with both, um, Habitat and what we are, you know, looking to endeavor with, with TerraCycle in the fact that both of these, are using our core competency and that's transportation, right? And supply chain management. And that has really turned a light on for me about, I don't want to just check that box. I don't want us just checking a box and saying, Hey, we made a donation to this organization over there so that we can say that we, we did that. We are going to make deliberate steps and every decision that we make is going to be, um, consciously, um, vetted against, what is the most that we can provide? And so that it, that includes um, literally all anything that we get into is going is going to have um, that component involved. And so I know that sounds pretty broad, 
but uh, you know, we have a lot that in store that we're looking at right now. And um, as as our program really comes to fruition in terms of uh, being more formalized, um, we you guys will be seeing us out there a lot. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully you'll be back to tell us all about it. And I think you're I think you hit the nail on the head, right? It's about and I I think I mentioned this before. It's about intention, it's about being mindful and just starting where you can make an impact. And what that means to Apex, what that means to another corporation are two very very different things. But as long as you're intentional and you figure out what that looks like for you and your business and your customers and your teams, that's where we start seeing the magic happen. So on a mission to provide unparalleled quality, value, and growth, Apex Logistics has built a global presence spanning six continents. With an entrepreneurial spirit, pragmatic approach, and a passion for the details, Apex Logistics' impressive global offering encompassing transportation, warehousing, distribution, compliance, and financial services. Learn what's possible with a partner who goes further than borders and boundaries. For more information, about Apex Logistics, check out their website at apexglobe.com. Thank you to Amy and Holly for joining me on the show today. I really loved this episode because we don't talk about giving back nearly as much as we should, and it's important to keep it visible if we're going to hold ourselves accountable and help to make the world a better place. Don't forget to join us for the next episode of our Delivering Apex mini-series in partnership with Apex, where we'll be talking all about people, the ins and outs of hiring and retention. Apex is people-led approach and why a motivated, dedicated, and passionate workforce is the key to success. You are not going to want to miss that episode. Thanks so much again to Holly and Amy for joining me on the show today. Thanks so much for having us. Loved it. Thank you.